did you get here? This is not an existential question, I promise. I simply want to know how you got to be here. I'm curious about the action of events that led you to where you are right now. You can begin with the moment you woke up this morning and the subsequent events that led you to this specific moment, sitting in front of a screen watching my face, or you can start even further back. What events since the very beginning of your life have led to this moment? You see, no matter how you choose to approach your answer, it will be grounded in a sense of beginning. Whether it be when your life began or simply your morning, there was a beginning that led to this moment. Time sprinkles beginnings all over our lives. From big moments like first days of school, to first dates, to first performances, and to wedding days, jobs, babies, trips, and retirement, beginnings can be so very public and very happy. And beginnings can also be smaller and more solemn. They can be first days sober, first days after the death of someone we love, or first days at school after a friend moves away. Beginnings come in all shapes and sizes. While beginnings look differently from one another, all beginnings usher with them change. When I was 12, my family moved houses, and, about, and at about the same time, we became members at a new church. Now, there are a lot of changes, a lot of endings and beginnings that go along with being 12, naturally. Needless to say, I wasn't pleased about my parents' decision to add even more beginnings to my already heavily laden load. I was devastated. We were moving from a house where I learned all the best hiding spots, from neighborhood kids with whom I shared countless summer nights, and from the only church I had ever known. There were a lot of scary beginnings in my life at that time, and I didn't understand why change had, to in had infiltrated my world. Beginnings mark the start of something different. Beginnings are built on the ending of the way things were. Even if we had moved back into my childhood home, we could never take back what, that we had moved. Even if I miraculously shrunk, my shins would never unexperience my growth spurt. Beginnings bring about a strange and elusive sense of finality, and finality in any sense can be scary. The unknown can be scary, and beginnings always hold some level of the final and some bits of the unknown. This is why beginnings can feel so daunting. There's so much emotion wrapped up into this moment. We put so much pressure on these moments and so much weight. We can trick our brains into thinking that change could only ever be something to fear. But even our beginnings have their own kind of beginnings. My parents at some point had the first conversation. They began the math, one bathroom, four girls. This may not be in our best interest. Somewhere in my body, cells began the process of duplicating faster, adding height bit by bit. Our beginnings have to begin. What we set into motion can turn conversations into houses in size six shoes to size tens, albeit I really couldn't control that one. But no matter the magnitude of the outcome, it starts small. It starts with one action. It can even start with one person. In today's gospel, Jesus shows us the power of a small beginning. 
we are reading from the book of Mark, and Mark is, pretty, is a pretty succinct guy. This is our shortest gospel account of Jesus's life and ministry, and we are still in the very beginnings of this ministry. You might recall hearing about Jesus's brawl with an unclean spirit. Well, according to Mark, as soon as they left the synagogue where the man with the newly clean spirit was hanging out, they went to Simon and Andrew's house. These were some of Jesus's shiny new disciples fresh from the fishing boats and Simon's mother-in-law was sick with fever. So Jesus took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left. And she began to do what a woman of Galilee at the time did best. She extended hospitality to the stranger in her home. She took back her role in the house and in society. She began her work of welcoming and feeding and cleaning. The hands of Jesus took her from the verge of death to the fullness of life. This one woman's encounter with Jesus changed all of Capernaum. That evening, Mark says, all who were sick or possessed with demons came to Jesus. All, not most, not many, not the majority, but all came. And this woman, she's just one person, just one. We know that while Jesus walked on earth, he performed a number of miracles. He fed thousands, he healed thousands. And we also know he died on the cross to save all, all. But to get to all, he began with one. This one woman was the beginning of Jesus's healing of many in Capernaum. And from Capernaum, he went from town to village, all the way to Jerusalem, all the way to the cross. For Jesus's ministry to begin, for it to have been a beginning, a moment that invited people to him, it had to do just that. It had to begin. Often beginnings lay before us, waiting for us to take that first step, waiting for us to begin. But how can we? How can we know what is the right step? We're not Jesus. We are bound to sin and know all too well how easy it is to misstep. Why should we dare try something new? Why would we try to change something about the way things have been? We could fail. We could hurt others. We could lose. Why should you even take that first step? So why are you here? What led you to this worship, to this word at this moment? This could be a total flop. It could be a waste of your time. You could hear something that challenges you to start your own beginning, or you could hear something that makes you angry. So why are you here? Why did you choose this? We gather here in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the power of God's will for our lives together, the will that they be just that, together. Together we are the body of Christ, built with love, seeking peace, and loving hard. Together we love hard, and we love especially when it's hard. Together we seek God's word in our lives. We seek forgiveness together as we confess our sins. The words of the Lord's Prayer gather Christians from around the world together into one being. We gather to share in the sacraments where God promises grace upon grace. We gather to hear Jesus' love proclaimed through music, readings, and preaching. We gather to respond to God's love with our praise and our offering. And this gathering 
began with each one of us. It began with one, but look at what God can do with just one. One really is just the beginning. We have gathered through time and space and internet. It began with you. God called you to begin your ministry in the waters of baptism. Your ministry, in my ministry, in their ministry. In God, it is our ministry carried out in the name of Jesus, in the name of the one who began it all. When Jesus began his ministry, he began a witness to a love that was more powerful than unclean spirits and fever and even death. Jesus invites us to consider the impact of beginning, of taking that first step. And these gospel stories, these accounts of Jesus's ministry and death and ultimately resurrection say, you do not begin alone. Let Jesus's ways of beginnings, of new life, of resurrection promise be your guide. Begin with courage, though you may not know where you are going, though we may not know where we are going. We go with courage, trusting that God's love revealed in Jesus Christ goes with us. Jesus had begun and there was no stopping. After the one woman, there were the many, and then everyone was looking for Jesus. And just at that moment, when everyone was searching, Jesus knew it was time for yet another beginning. He left the place where he had been to go somewhere new. He left to begin his ministry elsewhere and everywhere. We have to begin, and we begin with prayer and reflection, seeking together God's word in our lives, gathering to share in the sacraments, gathering to hear Jesus proclaimed, gathering to lean into our togetherness with love and humility. This is where we begin, and it is just the beginning.